read these lyrics to Dorothy Dandridge. Go ahead, read those to her. Oh, man, it would be embarrassing. Read them to her. Pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Do you know what pop my butt meant to Harriet Tubman? Do you know what that meant? It meant a whip. It meant a whip to her. Rosa Parks sat on the bus. Read that to her. <laughs> Go ahead. Everything I want, I have. Really? Everything I want, I have. You know what she wanted? A seat on a damn bus. Sit down, she was tired. Yeah, and you sing that. And what are you talking about? Go ahead, tell her what you're talking about when you say it. But I turn, I turn up where I'm at, because I'm a frost bitch. I'm a frost bitch. I pay the cost to be the boss bitch. Oh, you telling Sojourner Truth you the boss bitch? Really? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, y'all. All right, we're back. How are you doing, Nefri? I'm good, can't complain, life is good. So we're back with another episode of Judging You, and we actually just have a music theme episode for you guys this week because there's been a lot going on in the music industry, everybody's dropping albums and tours, so we're going to get right into it. So do you want to start with Coachella? Beachella, yeah. I should First say. First of all, let's, let's make it clear that it's Beachella <laughs> and not Beachella because I'm sick of people saying Beachella. Yeah, I don't. Um, people do that anyway, like with the Beehive, they'll be like Beehive. I don't understand. No. A lot of y'all say Beehive, Beachella. It's But yeah, it was a moment. First of all, she had us staying up until two in the morning, which I I don't stay up late at all. You know me. Well, I mean, 12 is kind of like normal now to me, but even before college, I would go to sleep at like 10 o'clock. So it was hard, but I had to do it for I, Beyonce. I was up the whole time. I was, and it, when I was up, it was fine. It was fine, but I was just like, oh my God, getting to this two o'clock and then waiting for her to come on stage, watching Post Malone. Um, that was frustrating because he was like, never supposed to end at 205 and yes. he was still on stage. He, he kept talking about some, my next song. I said, no, sir, yeah. uh, you need to get off the stage. But then Beyonce came out and she gave us. Okay, well, let's just say she gave us the best performance of her entire. No, career. for real, this was literally this. This was the this best was performance it. of her entire career. I was tired, and I wasn't even doing like I. I mean, I was you know screaming and acting a <laughs> but like I was exhausted, and she was still giving a thousand percent, and I just. I want everyone to know that I'm sure she maybe took a little sip of water during her outfit changes. But this bitch took a sip of water at the dead end of the show. She had how many outfit changes did she have? I think it was like three. Three outfit three, changes. Yeah. She changed her nail color. Like who does that? Yeah. Just. It was amazing. Start I was. To yeah, she went from two a.m. to four a.m. and like it was nothing. And I was just like, wow, that is amazing. It kind of blew me because obviously it's Coachella, so it's not really for our people. But um, just how the crowd was, she was performing for those of us who were at home. And that's right. how the I the fact that it, like she knows that the people at Coachella are not our people. Right, she kept she saying did a whole HBCU okay. themed show. I, I just really wasn't expecting it. No, I was she not gave expecting you, that. Like the whole band. Shout out to I think his name is KJ. He go he just graduated from AT last semester mm-hmm. and was on stage with her in his AT loyalty BGMM hoodie. Yes. So shout out to him. HBCU 
realness right there. Um, shout out to that. Yeah, definitely shout out to him. But she gave us band. She gave us. Yeah, she gave us everything that we needed. She gave us, like, golden delightness. She gave us, like, what else did she give? She gave us, like, Greek life, which literally, for me, that was just... She gave a lot with that. Oh, that that was everything. And a lot of the people who were, like, in the band and, like, the dancers were Greek as well. That was really cool that she had, like, obviously people, of course she would, you know, obviously people who attended these institutions and everything. So shout out to all the HBCUs involved. That was a really big platform for her to even... You know, showing, you know how Miss Tina said that she thought, like, you know, people wouldn't react well to it. And B was like, ma'am, at this point in my career, I am a legend. And I have to do what is right now and not what's popular. And that's so true because Beyonce has been out since 1997. It is 2018. Like, that's longevity right there. That shows our connection because that's the year I was born and we're like five days apart. And Virgo season, but that's. That's some and she, I just there's so many parts. There's so many parts that I just don't even know. I just don't even know where to start. There was just so much going on that I just lived for. Like the whole band thing and her dancing, like just the HBC dance style was just amazing. Her outfits were amazing. The Greek life portion was so special for me because when she started training, for those that don't know what that is, it's like I don't even know how to explain it, but. <laughs> Just when she started doing all of that stuff, it just really made me lose my line, my my mind. She was the dean of the line. She was like the chancellor of the school. Like she just everything was perfect. She did so. She basically did two weeks. She did the first week and the second week. She right. did the same show. Wasn't um, streamed the, the second weekend. weekend. It wasn't streamed. However, I did find it on Instagram Live. I stayed up to try. To find I went it. to bed. But because I just thought she was gonna do something different, but she did give us different outfits and hair. Um, I personally liked all of the hair and outfits better the second week. She gave us a half up, half down. Yeah, I liked, I um, saw the pictures. She gave us good. pink, like, outfits, which I loved. Um, of course, she brought a Destiny's Child again. Michelle made sure she got her little poppin' locks together, sis. Shout out to Michelle right there, because obviously, you know, we as the Beehive, we were cracking up. jokes beforehand. We were like, you know, God, no. please be with this woman tonight. I was pissed because the first Charlie's Angels. Her ass came late. Like Michelle is always behind, and it just upsets me. You know, you know, but that's classic Michelle, and you know that's why we love her. Yeah. That's why we love Michelle. But she really did do her bestest that yeah, night. She did a good job, and then Kelly just. Uh, Kelly is so a beautiful perfect. woman. That is a woman just right had there. Her natural poof, like she still everything. looks like she is twenty-one. Yeah, like. <laughs> They're all, and then the harmonies. It's the just, it was just so good to see the them back together. Too much. And she, when she started, I was it no, is it I care? It was mm-hmm. I care. And she just gave us like opera. Like, like it was just too much. It was really too much to handle. Um, the whole performance. I don't even know. Jay Z came out. Solange, Solange came out. Solange portion was too cute. Because Beyonce had came out at her Coachella set when Solange had lined Coachella. She didn't headline me when Solange had a set at Coachella a couple years ago. Yeah, and they um, came out. And that was cute. Blue was on the side of the stage, making sure everybody had their steps in order, making sure fans were in place, making sure microphones were on. And she even brought Lee Twins back. That's when oh, I yeah. when I saw pictures of them before Coachella, I was like, wow. It's really about to go down because Beyonce hasn't had late twins for a couple tours now. So yeah, and then of course Ashley. Yeah, you know Ashley our favorite there. gang was all there, all the regulars. It and was then just a song. great performance. It was the best performance of her career. 
One thing, I think people, y'all, whoever is a Beyonce hater, um, get a job. I think we love Beyonce so much because she always continues to outdo herself. And that's why she's a legend. And I'm just trying to figure out how she's going to talk this performance but i know she's going to yeah and that's the thing like we're always like how is beyonce going to outdo herself and we can't ever imagine but she finds a way and i don't know how like we say this every time we're like how is she going to do it but then she finds a way to do it and it's just like wow so we do have the tour coming up so it's like what is about to happen i feel like new music is coming i hope the hell so if it's not and that's the thing even when she doesn't like do new music like with the Coachella show she finds ways (laughs) to like make up for it you know obviously with the different remixes and the different songs like when she was dancing to um, Everybody Mad by OT Genesis like she always jazzes up new different songs and then it's like 12 different versions of Crazy in Love by now so Beyonce always gives us something different can we we talk about first of all this band have to give the band props because the way she makes all the music the band made everything sound a thousand times better she did love on top like with a go-go mix like that alone was so good and then what she mixed crazy in love Mm -hmm. with like it was just slow it was fast it was just it was so many different things that she did just she's all she will obviously perform the same songs for a lot of shows that she just has to perform. Right. But the way she just switches them up is like... It's like it's a new it's song. Right. It's like a whole new damn version. So lately we've been getting Crazy and Love remix, but obviously now we're getting new stuff. So I'm just very excited and happy and I'm looking forward to this tour. Yeah, it's coming. So I, I feel like something's coming. Obviously, it's this is another joint tour for some reason i guess jay-z will be there but you know she has forgiven him but i have not and i don't have to so yeah so i know she's probably going to give us a nice little home video or something so can't wait for the tour now to the music um so tanasha has released her sophomore album called joyride her second album yes that we have been waiting for um it's actually a phenomenal project now tanasha when it comes to Tanasha, I'm not going to be ignorant to the fact that it's kind of hard to be a Tanasha fan. You know, people, Tanasha gets a lot of slack and I don't think it's rightful. Um, I think it has to do with some decisions her management has made or some bad decisions that she's made in the past, you know. But when it comes to her music, Tanasha always delivers. So on this sophomore album, we've got songs like No Drama and No Contest. And a song with, um, obviously, no dramas with Offset. And then we've got Me So Bad with Ty Dolla Sign and French Montana. And then we also have a song with Little Dragon, which is super good. Um, my favorite album, my favorite track on the song is No Contest. And I definitely want you to hear a part of this song. So listen how it starts. <laughs> listen how it starts. I want you to be open-minded. Okay. I'm going to get into, like, the breakdown. I can't find, like, a good part. She's giving us voice, you know. She has a nice... Falsetto. I don't want to get copyrighted, so I'm just gonna. Oh, this best part though. This doesn't make you want to dance. This gives me like white girl vibes. Well, Tanache is white. Thank you. So. Like this gives me like. Well, anyway, you guys should all go listen. Sleepover vibes. Like I'm not. 
Tanache has given alternative R&B music, you know, from her mixtapes and stuff. So this is just another edition um, of her music. So I hope you guys go give it a listen. Um, People do judge her. She does make some questionable decisions, but you guys should definitely give her music a try. Like, it's not bad music. I just think she just needs new management. So that's one album I've been listening to. What are you listening to, Nepri? Okay. Before I, I never say anything bad about her artists, just to be clear. Because there's nothing bad to say about Okay, her. sure. The first one is called SMTS by Jeremiah. I'm not going to say what that stands for. Um, I don't really listen to Jeremiah much, but this is a good little bop. Um, I, I just, I don't want to say what the song is like about or anything, but it's a really good song. I don't really care for Jeremiah. I actually listen to, I don't either, I listen to the EP. I listen to the EP, but... Um, I listened to the EP, but it was, it's a good EP. Jeremiah's like an, Jeremiah's not really an artist that I really like look to, you know, he's a feature artist, so. That's true. I look at him as a feature artist too. Um, next would be King Combs or Diddy's Son with the Nice Waves. Um, love You Better featuring Chris Brown. I love the song. I think, first of all, I think, I, can I just call him King? Like, I think his girl. name is, I don't know what his name is, well, to be honest. Well, I'm going to call him King. Um, he sounds just like his dad. Um, but the song with him and Chris. I think it's Christian. Christian. Yeah, it is Christian. It is Christian. Okay, Christian. It is Christian. Yeah. Um, I think his verses were really great. Of course, Christopher, any song with f- featuring Chris Brown is an automatic hit. I am looking forward to seeing what else he does in the future. Um, I think he put out. He's put out a couple songs. Yeah, he has put out quite a... a I've seen his visuals. It seems like each song he puts out, he has a music video to it, which is good. He's got a budget because his father is P. Diddy, so... Yeah, (laughs) but I really do like that song. This is a little ratchet side. Shocking. Um, But Young Dolph, um, his niggas get shot every day EP Okay. really good. Have you listened to it? Why would I do that? (laughs) I bet you because you like trap music. I do, but... I don't think... I think Young Dolph is like the one trap artist that I actually really, really enjoy. Um, but if you want to listen to that, a good couple of songs are Blood... Uh, no, Blonde and Onion and Slave Owner. Those are those are, those are are some really good ones. What do you think of uh, Cardi's album? No, I was, that was That's Next. Before Cardi dropped the album, I think Be Careful was already a single, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was like... A couple days. Before. I don't know why some people seem to have slept on it. I was obsessed with "Be Careful" when it first came out. I really like it. I think it's very different. Um, I think the production is great. It's just such a cute little—I don't know—such a cute little, a cute little song. Yeah, I think she did really good for her debut album. She's got a lot of good people on here. Right. Like SZA on the album, YG, Twenty One like Savage, Kalani. Chance, I'm just trying to read the features. Chance the Rapper and Migos. So, like, that's a lot of people to have on the debut album, though. Like, Yeah, she has a good a good set of people minus SZA. I think it's a pretty good album. I, I even like the song. I don't really care for SZA either, but I do like the um, I do like the track that she has. My favorite songs are Drip, um, Be Careful, um, She Bad, and I don't know how to pronounce it. The third song. No, oh, Bacon Head. This for my nasty hoes, that one. Yeah, people like that one, too. I really do like that one. Um, How Did you listen to Nikki's new songs? Oh, Lord. Okay, I have so... Okay, let's Chun Li and Barbie that. Tings. Okay, I hope no barbs are listening to this, because it's not going to be nice. Um, 
I need Nicki Minaj to stop. <laughs> so here's my thing with her. I'm all first of all, I used to be a huge Nicki Minaj fan. Like the way I love Beyonce is how I loved Nicki back in the day. Mm. And that just went that's just gone downhill as the years have gone by. Um I was like just when I saw the cover of Chun Li, I thought it was gonna be really good and it really is not. It's just it's not anything special. Right. If that makes she did sense. get like it was like a whole like Nikki Day, return of Nicki Minaj. It like, wasn't no damn return. Like, I was, like, was oh, like she was gone for like four months, like she took the whole social media break and everything. So I was like, maybe she's come back with the full album, you know, but then when she came back, you know, she did like the whole thing on Apple Music. It's, yeah, it sounded like she recorded it out of out of the out of nowhere, just one day, and just got on the mic and did it, and just threw it together. It, it just, just wasn't sounds very thrown together. I just feel like I've heard it before, you know. It just did. I don't think it deserved the whole press that it got. She just does not rap like she used to. the 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 beats were cool. I do like the very beginning of Barbie Teens when she's like, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. "That's literally the only part I like of that song." Um, I, and then the interviews that she did talking about Cardi, I don't know. Cardi is so unbothered. Like Cardi don't give a damn. Um, Nikki sitting there fake crying. <laughs> that was hilarious. and whatnot. I just. She was like, I just think of all the uh, other female rappers who would feel so blessed yeah. to be on a song with Nicki Minaj. Not to be, not to be rude or anything, but. I do. Maybe the thing what she said with the video shoot, like them. Yeah, that. Weird. That that's probably true. But that I definitely, I definitely can see like Nikki's side of the thing because obviously when it came to the whole, before Motorsport even came out, there was like the whole debate like with Cardi and Nikki like comparing the two. Obviously, they always do with female rappers when they first come out. But then when they brought when they came out with the song Motorsport, we were like, oh good, this is good, like showing that they're they're cool and everything. And then the video came out and they weren't even together, so that kind of was just like awkward because it's like when you're filming a music video you know and of course such something of such stature like with these two girls that we've been hearing that they're beefing you know we want to see them together to like silence all the rumors but then you know nikki gave the backstory on how come they weren't together and how that's going to make her look and it definitely when you saw the interviews that cardi did do it was kind of like she didn't talk about any of that, you know, which I mean, she doesn't have to. But like when you have these radio hosts like Charlemagne the God and Ebro, they're obviously like, why ain't y'all in the video together? Like y'all got beef, blah, blah. And she's not like, no, she's not entertaining. the bullcrap. She's like, no, we're cool, you know, but like she should. I feel like she probably should have said something because that did kind of make Nikki look like the bad guy, because obviously people already see Nikki as like. Right. This, I mean, that's how Nikki but sees herself. Also, I feel like every story, every story I've heard about somebody meeting Cardi B, whether it's a celebrity, a regular, you know, right. person, someone our age, anytime somebody's talked about meeting Cardi B, they just talk about how much they love and adore her and how she's just so down to earth and fun. A lot of stories about here, people meeting Nikki, a lot of them say Nikki's a bitch. So. I don't know. That just makes me question a lot of. I what think the Nikki's whole saying. queen thing has gone to Nikki's head. Like, and even I saw a couple of tweets where it was like, if you really listen to Nicki Minaj's music, it's not relatable anymore, and it's not like all she talks about is these bitches are her sons, and she's the queen, and clean her crown. That's what I'm when, when certain artists get to a certain level, right? Their their music is no longer meaningful because they're content and comfortable with where they're at. Yeah, definitely. And it's just frustrating because Nikki used to really like rap her ass off and now it's just like... I think she's like made so much money and it's like she's at a point where it's like she doesn't really... Maybe she doesn't deal with a lot of... I mean, obviously she deals with personal stuff. Maybe not like obviously things she first started with, but I think she does need to like make some more personal music like 
it's not just always about right. these bitches like, being your sons. Right. And like, sometimes <laughs> it take for some drama to happen for you to really drop some music, sis. Yeah. Like, have you? Do you know who Alina Baraz is? Have you listened to The Color of You? I sure haven't. This is a good one. She um. I so think you Alina Baraz, I don't really know where she came from. I didn't hear her music beforehand, oh, but she did put like out that. this good song. I'm gonna play one track, a little bit of it. She kind of, it's she has like a vibey type sound. Where is well, she? I, like, what is I don't know. I don't know what her makeup is, like her ethnicity or anything. She kind of looks like she's something. Like she's got a little something. I don't know. Her name is Alina Brass, so I, that might be a stage name. I don't know. But she has good music. Um, she came out with a good. I think it's her album. It's got like eight tracks, nine tracks. So that's a good one on there as well. Do you listen to Kali Uchis? I have to see the picture. This one? Oh, no. No, she put out some good vibe music, too. So did uh, my boys, Ray Shremmerd. I love them. They've been putting Didn't out... did their album just come out No, today? they've been putting... Or... Yeah, it's coming right? out, but it's going to be a three-disc album. Oh, Jesus. So it's going to be... So as Ray Shremmerd, they're going to put out an album, and then as Sway Lee, he's putting out his, and as um, Slim oh. Jimmy. So oh, it's all going to be once. So it's kind of like... Because people, they kind of see, like, Sway Lee as the star, you know? Uh-huh. So if they're putting it out all at the same time, it's kind of like, all the sales are going to be the same. Right. It's good marketing, you know? That's cute. And the I music really that I'm like putting that. out is really good, too, so. Okay, disclaimer. I don't have an issue with J. Cole. I'm not a J. Cole fan, and I'm not a J. Cole hater. I just don't listen to J. Cole. His music doesn't really do anything for me, personally. I just think that's how some artists are. Um... I just don't listen to J. Cole. Like, he doesn't do anything for me. So, I have not listened to the J. Cole Project. I have seen the reviews. And I also know it's probably good music, but he's just not the person for me. But for Nepri, this is her guy. So, so. was it last month? Well, I don't even know. It was sometime last week he announced that he is going to drop it. No, he, did, he announced a pop-up concert. Mm. And at that concert, he announced that he has an album. So I think he did two. The first one was in New York, and the second one I think was in London. Um, and basically, those people at those concerts got to listen to the album. And there was a little clip that leaked during that time of the song K.O.D. Um, and I just thought that that was just amazing alone. When after I listened to the entire album, K.O.D. is not even the best song. So the title of the album is K.O.D. It stands for Kids on Drugs. Killing Our Demons, and there's one other thing. I actually don't remember the third one. <laughs> um, so, basically, he dropped this album on 420, and I think after you listen to the album, it makes so much sense for him to drop it on 420, because he knew what people would be doing on this day, and it was just like, in the moment, it makes you think like, it just, he knew what he was doing. Um... I have to go song by song. Oh, Lord. Well, okay, I'll I'll make it quick, though. (laughs) Do do the good ones. The intro is just beautiful. Um, The intro is just beautiful. Um, Basically, the album is about... I feel like a lot of college kids might might be able to relate to this, and I think I love this album so much and have literally not stopped listening to it because I relate to it so much. Um, Basically, it's just saying that in life, there's going to be pain and how you deal with that pain is up to you, but you have to choose wisely. And Mm -hmm. obviously at this point in life, I think also for, especially college kids, teenagers, 
young adults, you go through a phase where you start experimenting. Because you start going through a lot of new things in life that you just don't know how to deal with. And you start experimenting with drugs, sex, alcohol, um, love, all kinds of things. Um, so I just personally connected with connected with this album because of all of the, like, just everything he talked about. Um, let's, I don't even know what song to start with. Photograph. Photograph is just so beautiful. It's just, Photograph kind of talks about social media and people falling in love over social media. Um, and that just really shows the generation we live in now. People fall in love with a picture. You, you know, then there's the DMing. Oh, okay, okay. It's just, you know, we just, our generation, I think we, I think we honestly suck at love. And I think social media has a big part of that. I don't want to say all of us suck at love, but as a, the generation is not, good at love compared to back in the day in my opinion um and social media definitely has a big part of that um atm is so good he also dropped a video for atm basically the video shows that no matter how much money you have like having i don't know just having almost or trying to have everything you want can honestly kill you mm-hmm. like people literally break their arm and he literally did in the video like broke his arm and leg for a car and it's like okay. people literally just do the most to get the little thing like any little thing that they want and it's just i don't even know how to explain it like just you know having everything you want honestly is not First of all, it's not possible, but trying to trying to do all of that can right. literally kill you. Right. That's the um, message. And I think also, like I said, with the whole overall message of the album with, you know, having issues and not knowing what to do with it, people always have money and just think, oh, if I buy this, I'll be better. And really, no, that's not the case. Having a lot of money can honestly be a bad thing. Because yeah, some people don't obviously know what to do with their money, which... That'll lead me into 1985. I'm gonna, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. Um, this is a basically a a classy diss to all of your favorite mumble rappers about how they're basically these these rappers nowadays are like uh, just doing what white people really want us to do. White people want us to look crazy and act a fool and look dumb, and we're giving them what they damn want. They, they want us to be tattooed from our head to our toes. They want us to to dab and pop a pill and to just act a plum fool. And y'all, some of y'all are actually doing that. And of course, they're going to be entertained by that. So that's what that song is about, basically. Um, and a lot of rappers, obviously, you get money, you act a fool, you buy all these cars and grills and jewelry and stuff. And then in a few years... What the same? You're not. Your music is not meaningful. So you're sitting here talking about stuff. It's cool in the moment because it's a trend. Right. And after the trend dies down, it's just empty what, what, music. You're you're not important anymore. Then you don't have this. You still the money that you didn't had. You done threw it at, at all the strippers at the club, and you know right. now you're sitting here at your mama house and you want loving hip hop, and you know it's just a cycle that repeats. If you you know. Are a rapper that talks about meaningful stuff and manages your money well. Like, if I had a single and I was making hella bread off of it, I would make sure my money lasts me right, right. a good minute. Um, 
Motivate is such a good song. I'm not even going to sit there and really describe Motivate, but I will say I really feel like it is a beat that Kendrick Lamar can hop on. I don't know if there's a remix ever coming for that, but I pray to God it is. Um, which one? I think it's Windowpane. Windowpane, if you know 2014 Forest Hills Drive, I want you to listen to Windowpane, and then I want you to listen to 03 Adolescence. And tell me that the Windowpane beat is not 03 Adolescence backwards. I, I really want, whoever's listening to this, I want you to do that. Because I swear, I swear to you, 03 Adolescence is the same beat as Windowpane. It's just backwards or chopped and screwed. Um, brackets is so good. Just talking about money and taxes and this messed up ass government. Just, I love Brackets. It's so soothing. It's just a great ass song. Um, and even in the song, it's like he's like calling Uncle Sam and <laughs> Uncle Sam is wanting money. Like, I just, I just love, 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 love that one. Um, friends. Oh my Lord. Um, basically, Friends is about not using marijuana and drugs and whatever else as a way of coping with pain. Okay, okay. And instead of using those things to cope with that stuff, or or that's what basically, the trailer he dropped for the um, album itself was showing that um, the first thing that they want to do is medicate people. That's the first thing they want to do is shove a pill in your mouth, give you all this medication to help you cope with whatever pain you deal with. And honestly, sometimes medication makes things worse. So he was talking about meditating instead of medicating. Um, I think Friends, I, I really don't know if I have a favorite off the album, but Friends is definitely one of them. And then, of course, right after, I think that the most talked about song, Kevin's Heart. I think Kevin's Heart is a nigga anthem. Um, <laughs> I will say, the, I, the first time I listened to this album, I was with a group of people and I did cry. I cried with Kevin's Heart and I cried with Friends. I cried with Kevin's Heart because it's just, like I said, it's such a, it's such a it's such a nigga anthem. Like you sometimes men you get the girl that you've been dreaming on, just dreaming for. You you get your dream girl, and it's just still not enough. Like you still continue to just either mess up or not accept it or whatever it is that men. I don't know. Every man's different. Some men cheat. Some men don't. Some men don't want love. Some men don't accept love, but they still have everything they want right in front of them, and they just still don't I don't know just love never works out for some people right. so I, I just have to give it a listen then no you I really think you should at least certain songs right. or the visuals to the too and the Kevin's Heart video just, just came video. out I actually had one more artist to talk about um an artist that I have been listening to heavily even for like the past couple months is Aaron Ray so Aaron Ray was an artist on The Voice um and but he I don't think he won but then he's like an R&B artist so he put out his first album called Platinum Fire and he has some really good tracks on there like Scheming and We Ain't Homies and Sometimes Ass Nigga those are some good songs it's a real R&B type vibe like late at night he makes a lot of music for you know People who are on the come up and you can see like they have like fake friends, you know. So he's kind of like that type of artist. I get that type of music from him. Uh, I do have one more. Go ahead. Before the Shaco album dropped, I was completely soaked into this Drake track. Nice for what? Um, I think that this this probably is my favorite Drake song of all time. Sheesh. It, 
Yeah, you cannot um, go anywhere without hearing that song. It just makes me so happy, and I'm glad he, you know, used Big Frida and, you know, gave us a little New Orleans bounce. I am actually excited to see what his new album is going to sound like. Dropping in June. Um, I hope it's good, and I'm, I'm hoping it makes me happy and makes me dance. Because that's kind of what Drake's music does for me while J. Cole yeah, makes me emotional album. and makes me think. It's going to be a summer album, so he's definitely going to be putting out music like that, so... Um, I don't know. Keep your wallets ready. You never know. Beyonce is coming at some point. We just don't know when. We don't. We don't know what she's doing, but we know she's coming at some point. So just get your funds together, get your edges together, get your lives ready, because something is happening. And I have a feeling because I'm like the fact that we're recording this right now, <laughs> and she might do something. She literally might do something after we release this. But I hope. I don't know. I'm mentally not prepared. That's all from us. Um, Don't really have any HBCU news. We just want to give y'all a special... There's so much music out, so we just had to get on here and talk about it. Just shout out to all the HBCU Beachella. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Howard is... um what is we ain't on. Chadwick for Oh yeah, they got Chadwick Boseman as their commencement I'm speaker. That's jealous. cool. Um, shout out to Auntie. I read an article today. Shout out to my department. Actually, I read an article today that said our public relations um, department is like the top eight school in the country. So oh, wow. that's definitely dope right there. Um, not saying that Crosby don't need some work, but shout out to HBCUs. That's all that I have to say on that. And everyone, please finish your semester strong. And shout out to everyone graduating May 12. Shout out to you guys. But that's all from us and we're out. Bye.